Hi everyone, and welcome to our review for our A The Rugged Man's All My Heroes Are Dead album. This is an exciting moment here on the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down new hip-hop albums track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stephen Roy. Today, I will be walking you through each track on the All My Heroes Are Dead album from Mr. R.A. The Rugged Man over here on our Song by Song album review. All right, we're trying to get into a little bit quicker. This is a very long album, so I'm going to start this off with my contextualization of how I know All Right, The Rugged Man. Also, while inviting you to leave any comment you'd like along the way, and we can have a conversation in the comment section. I'm really looking forward to that, to seeing what you think. I know you All Right, The Rugged Man fans is OG, and y'all got trivias, y'all know stories, and I look forward to hearing what y'all have to say. But for me, I like to just, because I know people coming to these reviews, y'all are big time fans usually it's there is that percentage of y'all loyal behind that suit fans but most of y'all are like really here because you care about the album so with that i like to contextualize my familiarity with each artist uh going into a review just to kind of curb your expectations with where i'm at with everything i'm no expert by any means but i do like ra the rugged man he's like he's like one of those names where if he works with you I feel like I respect you more. Like, if you could get R.A. on a track, this is a guy that, like, I get the feeling at least, will only touch stuff he blesses and he deems is worthy. Otherwise, like, you're not getting his attention. So, like, when he took on the, the Afro kid, AFRO, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. That was hype. Like, he just makes you want to pay attention what's going on over there. When you come across an album and he's featured, you just want to pay attention. He's got that rugged flow. Um... Prior to this project, I can't say I've listened to his full Legends Never Die album. I have listened to all the singles off of that. Uh, somewhere along the way, I came across uh, Learn Truth and I came across The Dangerous Three. And both of those tracks really blew my mind. As far as gateway songs to an artist go, I would recommend Learn Truth. It's one of the best gateway tracks to an artist. Like, to this day, that track has just got so many quotable lines and is one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time. It just touches on so much stuff from Talib Kweli's like harsh bars, like, you know, like being a terrorist to uh, if anyway, I'm fucking up the lyrics. I'm going to go there. But that whole like terrorist is a rock star martyr line there. It's just fucking hype. Just everything that I, the rugged man brings with that blunt honesty, just like considering I learned about the Bosnian situation because I, the rugged man mentioned it. So I had to go Google it to like understand what he was talking about. So I, I feel like between the complex, ridiculously fast flow, I would have to say, though, for all that definition of a rap flow totally did not turn me on to Rugged, Rugged Man. When I heard that, it was like, okay, it was a lot of excessive. To me, it felt like excessive over-the-top compounding flows the music video is lovely but it just didn't have the effect on me i think uh it had on a lot of the other really into the super lyrical rapper fans me i'm, a, I'm more of the content thing that's why like learn truth hit me and i love the edge and the flair of something like dangerous three plus brother ali just, just fucking ridiculous but i don't know as much as i really appreciate the speed side of ra the rugged man it isn't necessarily the speed that attracts me it's actually the grittiness of how he rhymes and what he has to say that kind of attracted me either way the one thing i can say is you go listen to interviews you watch this guy's presence online you hear how people talk about him 
when you look at how long it took him to come with this next project it just had this expectation for me going into it that this was going to be something really well put together like a master of both hip-hop and the art form and just somebody who's been at it for decades kind of culminating plus he's one of the, the kings of the underground i would say he's like one of those guys whose name doesn't get brought up when people bring up lyric lists and stuff very often to which I'm confused because maybe it's the lack of volume of work. Um, I did see a comment on Facebook recently where somebody pointed out the lack of volume of work makes it hard to throw him on these lists. But everything he's touched is like is pretty is pretty proper. I mean, if people throw like J Electronic on lists with an EP and now a second album, like you know, you could throw RA on some lists. Is all I'm trying to say. Plus, the whole story of how he was like so wild as he was young. Like you can see that interview where Method Man's talking about the first time the labels ever said no to him was when he tried to get RA on some stuff. Just the whole part we got blackballed, all of this stuff. It's so interesting. Everything I've learned about his story. Anyway. With that being said, we get this project now coming out over, it is April 17th as I'm recording this. The album came out today, April 17th. It is called All My Heroes Are Dead, which is a fascinating title. Because if you are somebody that's going to have looked, like especially if you're older on in life, you know, because he's not a young dude. He's, he's kind of in that early generation of hip hop. You got to just imagine being like in your late 40s, early 50s now. Almost all the people you grew up idolizing your heroes the people who inspired and influenced you so many of them are going to be dead and a lot of people in hip-hop who are like the goats and the legends you know are kind of dead and i don't mean that callously i don't mean it disrespectfully and a big rest in peace to like every one of them that has passed and has been taken and all of that stuff but when you think about the title it's it's interesting like who is he left to look up to when all of his heroes are dead and uh, just right away it got me thinking and then you look at that album cover where you've got him with his fucking machine gun just unloading afro is on a bike and it's kind of like mad max styled and themed and afro's just got this chain bat ready to go and then you got all these people like it's a militant like we're at war like this is a bad situation and Arya the Rugged Man is here to lead the way because all of his heroes are dead. I love the cover. I sent this to my friend over Skype. He is not maybe the biggest hip-hop fan, but I'm like, yo, you should check this. It's going to be like a proper album this year of what's going to come out to be reflective of new hip-hop. Because, again, there is that group of people who I can't stand who happen to consistently preach about how there's no good new hip-hop. Well, Arya is here. He's pretty golden era as far as golden era rappers go. He dropped an album in 2020. That's pretty new. Therefore, if you hate new hip-hop and you want let's say older styled hip-hop to thrive go buy some physicals of this man's album help him chart on billboard show people in like a monetary sense the power of your democracy dollars don't just complain on the facebook when you're just feeding into the machine that makes the pop stars i digress that's a tangential point i love this cover i love this title i am gonna do something a little different with this review currently the first eight tracks have lyrics on genius and then it gets kind of scattered so i'm gonna go through the first eight tracks and then i may do a couple extra songs cut the review and do the rest in part two tomorrow and hopefully the remaining lyrics are online there are just too many it is too long of an album for me to have quoted it i wanted to get something out today and on that note let's get into it with all my heroes are dead the introduction i really 
fucking like how this project starts. So it's got this sampled and it's from the Combat Jack show who I've never heard of, but thanks to, thanks to Sub over on Genius who annotated, Reggie Combat Jack Ase was an attorney known for representing clients in hip hop community, particularly in the New York area. He represented Ari the Rugged Man at various points in his career and in 2005 told a humorous story involving Ari the Rugged Man bribing him with a prostitute, which is something we could look into later. Let me know if you care about me making the tabloid hip hop story videos. I probably won't, but if you have interest, let me know. I would call that story a tabloid hip hop video. But so these guys kind of are affiliated and then in his show he has Ariane he introduces him here like he's he's known him for a while he's one of the greatest he's knowledgeable he's legendary and I think it's a cool way to put it out like just somebody else on this show from 2013 this clip comes from who just kind of hyped him up and I like it because it, it is a it's almost like a callback to that golden era where I find a lot of those albums from that time would have somebody that isn't the main artist being the first thing that you would hear hyping up the main artist whether it would be like buster rhymes he went through on a whole bunch of albums and just did intros or something like that a lot of the ladies would have their male counterparts do the first track be like yo this chick is hype so in the same way just having like almost like a culture of somebody else is giving him props and lifting him up it's really cool and then you know it kind of hypes out the rugged man yeah and then he just starts rapping and oh, the beat is just amazing and it's alive and it's versatile under him and it's just something that like as it flows on it never gets boring i just feel like it has this triumphant energy to it that really just fits with this tune and this tune is cool because it's kind of setting up the album letting you know a little bit where he's been and this is clearly just kind of like the explanation he's like yeah i know it took almost a decade for the project let me tell you a little bit about what's up so i'm back 500 shows and two babies later but another classic album the game changer savior that's fascinating like right off the jump so he's back but he's letting you know he's been busy 500 shows is a lot of shows if there are 365 days in a year and the dude would have performed maybe what 50 to a couple hundred shows every year that's still like several years of constant touring is what i hear when i hear 500 shows i mean maybe he banged it out in less than several years but it, it feels like a, a lengthier pan of time especially if he's made babies in this process another classic album he's here he's dropped something and spoiler alerts i absolutely think in the modern sense of the word classic do i think this is ageless forever and ever i can't say but do i think this is an album that i will remember and tell people about for quite some time absolutely this is like a really cool like another nail in let's say that auto-tune coffin towards the lyrical message driven hip-hop coming back just the fact that this kind of stuff is here is, is dope to me whether or not it goes pop is is fine just the fact that it's here is dope to me anyway i like how he flips it though without the love from fans i'd be dead you saved my life too sorry for every man who said my music saved their life this for you and then he flips it on them lets him know that it's almost like a mutual connection between them and i love this honesty and i love the fact that it's like he's showing the fact that he cares what people think but also letting people know that even the reason that his album is here is simply because they cared for him in the first place um you know he, people may have thought that he wasn't you know he'd quit because he wasn't dropping albums or whatever but he was busy touring and dealing with baby shit the way he puts i was touring cities paying bills and wiping baby shit that reminds me a lot of slug in the way he's a dad and the dad rap kind of tone and it's just like rugged's like yo what do you want me to do i fucking had my job i went to fucking work i, I dealt with my family 
and i just it's just awesome just the way he puts it because it's so fucking blunt like i'm wiping baby shit like it's just part of my fucking life now okay fuck off out of here which you're complaining you know from the rop and core pop imposters lock your door knock knock it's hip-hop's most shocking provocateur society despising grind of a violent viking fighter vitamin to the violence inside of the suicide survivor basically he's fucking intense he shocks people he comes through and i'll I don't want to go through like every bar on this album and I know sometimes I rely a lot on just reading the lyrics out but just the way I had to say that just the way he bounces off of it the way he compounds the syllables the way he also moves the narrative along it's just really masterfully put together I just can't help but appreciate the writing and then on top of that his punchy fucking hits you kind of flow right where it's like he just kind of shoves his voice through the beat like a lot of people might not try to force so many punches into such a short thing but the way he makes like everything punch and like you know how like in writing like they'll tell you how like you can't highlight everything because then nothing's highlighted i feel like rugged man threw that out the window highlighted the whole page and made it work and it, it's really nice to me um overall there's not necessarily a lot more in terms of like the specific messaging that comes through he just he just proceeds to floss but what's really really cool is when he starts flipping up uh around somewhere where it's like rape train wrecks and i'll break next i'm a rhyme god with a rapping slow we're rapping fast and back at last with a master class that's dope right because master class is something new he's like so skilled and experienced he can put it through he does all the styles and then from double time to the boom bap i got to switch for him to go from battle raps to club records to politics to porn not the snitching gossiping blog era tmz i'm from the olden golden era home of eapmd so what it's cool about that is the beat just kind of flips up and he just transitions rap styles right in the middle of that reflecting what he's talking about it's just amazing but i also like the fact that he's like i'm versatile man i'll be raunchy i'll be conscious but you know what i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be one of these little gossiping blog era of tmz so typically I have this issue with underground rappers calling out mainstream rappers because they call out the musical styles and they call it shit, but it's honestly like apples and oranges conversations. What R.A. did here by calling out the behavior of snitching, gossiping, and just this way of life that he doesn't like isn't reflective of sound. You could be the most lyrical miracle motherfucker in the world, but if you act in this way, you're violating the code that he follows and i thought that was nice i thought that distinction is worth mentioning because that little th bit is the difference between me going fuck that verse it's kind of whiny to that's really intelligent that shows some fucking forethought and whatnot anyway we run planets you come maggots smoke dust and puffs annex pussy pink hair snitching mumble mouth drug addicts you fiddlesticks check and play an amateur spectator i'm gary kasparov grandmaster chess player I love it. I mean, yes, he proceeds to tap into some of the stereotypes, but fair enough. That's okay because he established right away what it is he doesn't like. And he's clearly attacking a series of certain rappers that look and act a certain way. But then I love how he's kind of pointing out that they're fucking boring checkers. And he comes through like a grandmaster chess player. It's just amazing. And then he follows it up with go, 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 go. Now, I don't know if that was intentional, but go would be like the game the that is like the next level above chess if so and he did that deliberately that's pretty fucking fire that he would follow that up just evolving the skill of the game level of difficulty while you still busy on checkers anyway the rest of his verse is dope he's fucking fantastic he just introduces this project i like how he ends it on the outro you know where combat jack's like but here you are you're the golden child dude you got this crazy deal you're, you're crazy talented and then i love how ra the rugged man 
segues into the next track, but also kind of starts to justify some of his past behavior. I have mental problems, man. I was mentally ill in the 90s, man. It was true, you know, and I cleaned up my act. This is really important to me. So one, it's, yes, I had problems. There's a reason for it. But also, I did behave really poorly, and now I behave better. It's not like it's an excuse. It's just this happened in this time frame. It wasn't okay. But now I'm better because I made the conscious choices to clean up my act. And I love the way he ends it. I think this is pretty great. Also, one more bar that really popped out. When my pen touched paper, pages feel violated, shook. I me tooed my notebook. This that's dope that's just clever the fact that he's basically raping his book with his fucking violent bars and to the point where he makes those again modern but clever bars like i just love the fact that so i noticed a lot of the old guys struggle with the new slang but i feel like ra is is like literally after that i'm from the murder era where oj was acquitted he dropped a 2020 relevant reference and immediately after proved his age that's that's clever anyway this is a five on five this blew my mind at this point i thought this is gonna be the greatest album i ever heard it started me off proper and i believe that's the goal of a good intro is to to kind of give you that feeling i digress let's move on to the first single with the fun music video the legendary loser this is fucking incredible this single dropped i know i played it with bonnie we watched a music video and we were both left with this impression of absolutely incredible from the visual side of how in the video he effectively mocks mumble rappers and shit as he's dressed up and he kind of going through it calling himself like a legendary loser but he's doing it almost like from the perspective of trying to show people that this kind of living this trollish behavior isn't necessarily like a good way to approach your life and your career and he would know because end of the day y'all might be losers but all right a rugged man is a legendary loser is kind of the point of his track in a nutshell but it's way better than that so like just to like throw it out there there are like real stories of Ari the rugged man back in the 90s literally doing shit like jacking off and like jizzing on people at the club to the level of like we could call it trollish behavior and rambunctiousness he was up to like honestly dudes like 6ix9ine ain't got shit on what i understand some of these 90s cats was actually up to and their more rambunctious shit wasn't on the internet days um but it starts off with such a cool fucking thing right because after that part we're talking about mentally ill it immediately follows into you're a scumbag all right the rugged man when i was young i was a loser and then it's just like the whole way through it's he's a scumbag he's a loser he's kind of recognizing and being self-aware to his reputation and what his past was and it's just funny and it's comical and it's grandiose and it's over the top and just like how the video feels like a big production the way he delivers this song feels like a big production so if the introduction served its purpose of hooking me and getting me into the album apologizing for the delay introducing kind of you know where he's at and who he is now a little bit this is almost like explaining his past and how we got to this point but going up to a little bit more depth and i love how he starts it yo do i lack a massive hit of my backpacking print of my rap maverick or just a fat sack of shit which is probably fair these are a lot of questions that people would ask him but just the way he raps it and the energy delivers it and the flawless rhyming gosh i love the way rugged man hates that shit there are very few people with flows more interesting than rugged man okay there are very few people and i can't really like i would not say a tech nine is more interesting than a rugged man i'll take the grimy punch me in the face with every barness of a rugged man over most of the tricky flow dudes which is why when tricky flow dudes start talking about how they're the best i'm like how 
Rugged Man, Tech 9, a couple others exist. Y'all aren't better than them. Y'all say you're better than them, but y'all are lying. Anyway, Rugged Man can get away with it. I would put him in a conversation of people who can say I have one of the best flows ever and it's uncontestable. Anyway, you can contest with me in the comments. I encourage it. Nothing let the world will ever do to get me to me but negativity. The industry was only interested in getting rid of me. My family snort heroin and smoke pipes, criminals, biker gangs, drug addicts, lowlifes. And R.A. the Rugged Man added an annotation on Genius for biker gangs. So this is directly his words, and I thought I'd share it with y'all. My sisters married ex-pagan one-eyed Jay. There were Hell's Angels versus Pagan's Beef in the streets at this time in Long Island and New York chapters and other areas. Eventually, the feds raided around 38 houses on Long Island and arrested Jay at our house. Jay is the father of my niece, Jesse Jane, who tours with me and sells my merch and appears in a bunch of videos. So effectively, he's, he's validating the fact that there really was this environment around it. So what I'm hearing here is the industry don't want him but he's coming from some really harsh terrible environments like just the idea of having people snorting heroines and shit up inside of your house instantly with my 2020 liberal canadian privileged ass hits my empathy strings and shit doesn't matter who it is just trying to consider that environment's rough is it an excuse for poor behavior no but it does start to explain the story of how certain things come to be asian orange homicide robberies my life makes shakespeare tragedies look like adam sandler comedies that's a strong point. Shakespeare tragedies have a lot of bad shit that goes on. To be fair, they're pretty fucking tame. But the fact is, he's trying to go, look, the worst of literature is nothing compared to the reality of my life. So I need to medicate or medicate. My mental state is never fake. I need the dead awake, but can I get a break? Controversial, outspoken, hip-hop, Frank Zampa, bad breath, body over, overweight, stank rapper. So then it's like he's fucked up. He's trying to get through it. He's hardcore. I understand Frank Zappa to have a very free, not-give-a-fuck energy. However, uh, he was also sober. Apparently, you couldn't do drugs in his band. Anyway, uh, then I just love the way it flows. I like the way he goes through it. And then... Um, just out of nowhere he's like i couldn't take a shit without lawyers litigating it like just the idea of the persecution the way people are attacking him then he has these women cutting on through he's a slob he's obnoxious he's a misogynist he hates women this shit is so toxic and then he just cuts it off like yo bitch stop it now, that's hilarious because he's clearly aware of the criticisms of him he's clearly in his mind not a misogynist and having heard this project i would not call his bars misogynistic offensive perhaps out there and shocking maybe I don't hear a hatred or a disrespect to women in it. However, I don't hear his old albums, so maybe that was very disrespectful to women. I'm saying this project's pretty cool. So the self-awareness is funny, and then he just kind of is like, yo, bitch, stop it. Saying something that would effectively be misogynistic in a way of interpreting it if you were the kind of social justice warrior to attack it, instead of him just being like, relax, fuck off, man. You're just over-exaggerating instigating the person i thought it was funny it's almost like taking a shot at millennials cleanly and as a millennial i'll take the hit we deserve it i hope your pop gets hit his wallet picked by a pickpocket and your fat mama drowning a puddle of pig bombing all i cared about was trying to get inside vagina lips and biting tits i was in stable fight and having violent fits so I like how he gives us an example of the kind of rapper he is or the kind of mind that he has with the vileness of the sex lines. And then he's like, flat out, now nah, I cared about was like getting inside vagina lips, which here's my rule on sex bars. You better say some shit I'm not expecting. You better say some shit that is interesting. You better say some shit that's as blunt as saying getting inside vagina lips because people just don't say it like that so respect anyway it's pretty dope it's a great fucking verse then the second thing comes through the second verse rolls on and i mean he kind of goes in the same thing of it uh same 
idea of coming out super intense and fucking harsh and is like almost rotten from the jump i really liked when he goes honey siaki days of illuminati 90s new york city rudy giuliani watched me which is apparently a reference to prodigy of mob deep when he had them bars illuminati my mind and soul and rudy giuliani was the mayor locking up mad people etc and then he just kind of explained the bar. This is from Arya Rugaman. So the fact that like he kind of just has this loose reference to a prodigy bar in there is really dope to me because it's just shouting out his influences and references and the people he looks up to. And rest in peace, prodigy is one of those people that is no longer with us. Um, then it's like, I just kind of fucking love how he goes. Kind of played a bullet through my head because his life's not working. My bread on the wall squirting. Groupies say rugged man is so adorable. I'm like, I'm wretched and I'm gross and worse than a Trump deplorable. And I think that's interesting how like you can be so rotten and awful and still get groupies and shit. Like people just disregard all the terrible parts about you and almost encourage you for that behavior. So he's like, nah, I'm pretty fucking shit. I'm over emotional, broken, hopeless, and done in the mirror, suicidal, holding a loaded gun. I snap out of it. Don't let them when I shall overcome. And I'm like, no shit. So he is expressing all of the broken states, the crazy emotions, the kind of manic nature that maybe lets us live in, in kind of even indulging ideals like suicide and whatnot. And instead when he's at like the point where maybe he's thinking the worst and darkest thoughts he snaps out of it and decides to become better he was born to be the king of the underground respect i can't think of many i respect more than ira in this so he turned it around nobody can stop the rise i make songs i want to make and i don't ever compromise and i love that like i said at the beginning like his stamp is just so valuable to me because of that truth he really is this guy that just does what he does and he spits the realist in his mind and it, the energy is there and it's just so fucking powerful but the fact that he took on a subject that effectively slapped all the fake of hip-hop by pointing out that he knows what it is to be a loser but at least he's real like that's the kind of point like i may be a fucking loser but i'm not fake and i love that but then i also like how when he ends it um and after all the motherfucking bullshit i've been through if a scumbag like me can do it you can too and that's just powerful it's so up there it's so like the difference between a child and a man in my opinion to have that you can do it you can go out there and get it type shit there is a third verse uh, about to John headed down from the eastbound town, found an underground crown, went from down and out, clown and having clout, world renowned, pounding pussy by the pound. And after all that, you're still rapping about pussy. Uh, and then that's just amazing because he comes through. He's winning now. He's going through. He's smashing the girls. That misogynist lady comes back in and criticizes him. And he's like, all right, fine. Here's a little knowledge that I give to the youth. When your dreams seem impossible, it's not on the proof. I've lived the life I wanted. I kept pursuing my passion. They called me get no career having loser has been and then he toured the world made millions he killed it etc he, he he's he's dope now and i think that's amazing so yes on the one hand he's still rapping about pounding pussy but at the same time he's also telling you you can win too so you can get to that point where you're pounding pussy and i just think there's such a charm in the message of this song and the encouragement that comes from it with the skilled rhyming the excellent slaps at modern fakeness just the all of it just like stick true to your guns yo and i'm the guy with like fucking no subscribers because i refuse to fucking conform my format because i think this is the most interesting way to look at albums at least for me and for the small number of y'all that support what i do kudos y'all are the best and if you're watching it you're one of those people too this track is a five man and i may be whatever you may think i am watching this but i was inspired i was really happy i knew the second that this came out no matter how busy i was i was reviewing this motherfucking album anyway i saw atmosphere perform live recently so i'm stoked for the golden oldies 
This is pretty fun because Iman is here. Now, Iman is a name that so randomly appears in my life, but is forever a source of joy simply because there is that epic R&B song that blew my fucking mind because it was so blatant in his swearing. It's called Fuck It. And the chorus goes, fuck what I said. It don't mean shit now. Fuck all your prop. Anyway, y'all know the track. Y'all know. It. It's it's great. I grew up with that shit. If you didn't, go check it out. Other than that, I don't know fucking anything this guy's done except for a couple of features here and there with a couple of people. It just kind of seems to happen. In this case, he's a good hook guy. I got the feeling he's just around New York and the New York people know him personally. So he just ends up on their shit because I'll be honest, in the last decade, I've never seen him in a non-New York moment. Um... I like how R.A. just instantly comes in and he attacks the quality of the writing and the poetry of this. And I mean, instantly with the title, we know that this is an old guy talking about the old days. And that's actually really okay to me because he's trying to convey the power and the depth of, of age with the music and the quality. And the truth is... I think there's, it's always going to be like that. In 20, 30 years, people are going to come back to like the beginning of the auto-tune era. I'm pulling out how much better it is than the synthesized sounds of 30, 40 years from now. I don't know what that says to the overall quality of music over time, but the one thing I can tell you I've learned reviewing hip-hop albums for about three and a half years is he's right. Going back in time does this amazing thing where you appreciate the timelessness and the amazing nature of so many of these hip-hop albums. But then it also helps me really like the new shit. I actually like the more auto-tune, mumbly side of rap twice as much since going back to the 80s and 90s and seeing what the classic shit was. So I'm so confused how many hip-hop heads hate so much shit in this genre. When to me, it's just so many kinds of amazing music. I digress. Let's go back to some fair criticisms again. Are these supposed to be poems? I got poetry in my bones. I come from broken homes, the era of rotary phones. Put on some 80s R&B with my chick. She's new. She told me that's the same music that my dad would listen to. So there's an interesting series of things coming in. And what's super cool about this, it reminds me of that Eminem verse on that Nicki Minaj track, Majesty, where he kind of takes a similar take. I'm with some young chick and we're sharing music. So he's kind of reflecting i come from the era of poetry the depth the quality and i'll give it to him he's a fucking poet absolutely and a lot of these new guys are are not necessarily poet it, it is it is a far stretch to call some of these lyrics poetry like you watch the genius breakdowns and you're like what the fuck is the point of his video except to get clicks anyway so he's kind of from that older era and then she points out the age difference so clearly he's on some younger girl shit because he's as old as her dad and then he doesn't know if he's laughing or stressing because it's it's fair like honestly if i were to go after some younger chicks and i would i would definitely go through the laughing or stressing if all of a sudden these girls was born the same year daddy kane dropped half stepping but if that's the case, that's weird because I'm born the same year that Daddy Kane dropped half stepping in. So those girls aren't that young, if that's the case. Those girls are in their early 30s and shit. So I guess it's okay, rugged man. Damn, you must be real old. Anyway, we fight every day. There gotta be a better way. I got guns and boxing and pecking pie and away. She said she hates boxing compared to MMA. She never heard of NWA. Okay, fuck off, R.A. Who the fuck is 32 in, his, in that era? Because I'm telling you, that's when Half Stepping came out. Everybody knows fucking NWA from back then. Of course we do. Who the fuck my age doesn't know fuck the police? Are you? All the white kids know it. Everybody from the hood knows it. Everybody above the, I would say, 
late 20s and above today all the millennials are criticizing no to fuck nwas anyway she only knows m and j that is the silliest bar okay i'm getting the point he's making it's still the silliest bar because why like everybody knows who doesn't know this everybody there was literally a fucking movie that people went to go see that made a lot of money that taught everybody that dr dre was in fucking nwa okay spent way too much time on that bar i get it she said he's primitive politics today are more progressive she gets mad when i tell the men shouldn't wear dresses and i love the fact that he's using both the music to discuss the politics of today like this is a fair situation if you're from one generation the politics of life and what's accepted behavior has in fact drastically altered so i love that i really really do i appreciate that he's taking that time like he's raised on x clan brand newbie and chuck d she's raised on imagine dragons and arctic monkey who the fuck are you fucking who is this chick anyway I'm certain this is a lot of people that y'all have had sex with too. I personally don't know who the fuck doesn't know NWA of the age group of Imagine Dragons and Arctic Monkey. There's a, it's a fallacy here. It's like, okay, I'll give it to you. I didn't know who x Klein and Brand Nubian really were when I started this channel. I knew the name Brand Nubian and x Klein because Eminem, you know, the same Eminem on his album actually brought up all these people. So I kind of knew who x Klein and Brand Nubian and Chuck D were, well, everyone knows Chuck D in my opinion, but I knew who Public Enemy was. But I actually learned who x Klein and Brand Nubian were from the M and Dre era M days. Wow. I don't know why I'm, I'm running this for so long, but I'm having fun. So I hope you're entertained watching this because I'm not hating. I love this shit. This is a great verse. Um, I'm the old man in the, sorry, I'm not trying to dance to trap music or death step. I'm in the old man with a in the club with a headache upset. She said, your outdated song's gonna make me go crazy. I'm like, girl, I'm out of your peace. Ghost, Swayze, ha. And I love it because he's using some older man slang and it's funny because she's like, you're old. And he's like, I am old. What the fuck? And I just, I just think it's comical and it's really enjoying I'm not that into the chorus, but I do love the other classic hip-hop showdown when he goes, Lemonade was a popular drink and it still is. Because I learned a lot reading up on this verse that Guru did where apparently he was really zonked out of it and they didn't really know uh, what he was trying to go for exactly. This is what I saw from Premier's interviews that I read on Genius. So did I research this deeply? Fuck no. Anyway, this is uh, referencing the Guru verse on D-W-Y-C-K, which might be a word. I don't I don't know lemonade was a popular drink and still as i got more props and stunts than bruce willis it's dope but i also like the idea that lemonade is just something simple it's just this older classic idea it was a good drink it's still a good drink classic music it was always good it still always will be shit that's timeless is going to age proper so it's a cool concept and it's beautiful you know old shit isn't broken it's just quality then slug comes through and he's fucking great i laid back for a nap first and then i took the stage my back hurt my skin looked like suede used to get play in an earlier day but that was before my soul patch turned gray i like it he's kind of like i'm getting kind of old um and i take naps back in the day girls wanted me now nah, it's not quite the same want to live forever like wu-tang and keep coming back like a boomerang i need something to reduce the pain repair my shoe game and maybe even learn to use the new slang and i just like kind of like how he's dealing with pain and getting different shoes and 
kind of just accepting age and it's interesting to me in my 30s to hear guys pushing 50 kind of rapping on some shit and then also looking for that legacy like trying to age like a bottle of grapes the vintage no aspiration to just a rhyme sayer stamp on the bottom of the case so he just wants to have his rhyme sayers his, his entire legacy represent something that's timeless and good and quality and he does it. And in my opinion, he's great. So I really enjoyed that. I thought it was fun to listen to his verse. He just really added the quality. Then uh, the chorus comes through. R.A. comes back. And I just like... I just like how he follows it up. They say I'm old-fashioned. They say I'm growing and knowledgeable. I'm hip-hop till I'm dead or rotten in the hospital, rocking in the gospel that the son of God's apostles, even if they treat us like dinosaurs or forgotten fossils. So it's like, I'm going to be true to what I know. I'm going to make the music I make. I'm going to represent the culture, the era that I come from, even if it kind of looks almost like, you know, God's second coming. Or maybe it's like I'm from an old legacy era or something there because the truth is he prefers Cool Modi and Melly Mel over J. Cole. Aging a white rapping death sentence when I'm 60, I'll have shaved eyebrows wearing 80s African pendants, spazzing out like elep, uh, epileptics in the mirror, doing the kid and play kick step to salt and pepper records. So I love the fact that he's just being like, you know what, this isn't a gimmick, this isn't whatever. I just have my preferences, this is the kind of person I am. And he just paints this picture of him being this old 80s super hip hop guy busting out to salt and pepper and shit overall it's it's amazing and they're just there's just one more line i gotta point out i'll be the best of every decade so i'm dead in my grave reagan was the prez but i voted for shirley Chrisholm. did you understand that lyric you're too long of course you didn't come on and i'm like He's right. I didn't. And then apparently it's from a fucking biz marquee. Nobody beats the biz song. And I'm like, oh, man, I really just didn't know that. I, I never would have heard that. I never would have got there. And I guess that's kind of the point. But the self-awareness, the maturity, the cleverness of how he wrote this, I'm truly impressed. I think Ari the Rugged Man is one of the few that has managed to kind of talk about these issues in a way where it expresses his point of view in a non-petulant way and doesn't necessarily diss all the new shit. It's more like, I prefer this and here's a case for why this stuff's still quality. However... I like the beat as much. So I gave it a 4.5 and 5 because it's it's an amazing song. I just didn't like the beat as much. However, let's continue on with the project. The next song is called Wondering How to Believe. I'm going to call this the corny song, but the kind of corny song that makes a good single that's worth putting the music video out. I love his hat. If I had a hat, I would have worn it. I did try to dress up a little bit for the ruggedness uh personally over here behind that suit i think this is the first time i've worn a suit on behind that suit unrelated to my music because in my music i was rapping a suit hence the title behind that suit for this channel it's meant to be me the guy behind that suit for like the twice i've ever explained that on this channel this is a moment for y'all anyway uh david miles starts us off with this beautiful super clean super pop vocals we're all we're all wondering how to believe and, I, and it's okay because let's take a look at the progress of this album and something before we touch on this track i want to make sure i say is the brilliance of the, uh, the song placement on this project to create an engaging 
story. It's not just all his heroes are dead. It's all his heroes are dead. But let me tell you a little bit about the world as I see it. Starting off with like the introduction of where he's been and what he's up to. Following up on his past and kind of criticizing the world from the experience of a profound loser. Following up with this appreciation and praising the old. Not hating on the new, but praising the old. And just kind of, it's just this desire for age. Which is, again, just showing the growth from being that legendary hater that, you know, was there. And it's just so brilliant to showing the depth of of compassion and caring on this very track i think emotionally it's such a beautiful experience that we've gone through um first verse is fucking corny i'm wondering about the horrors in the world that we witness and what's the purpose of our babies being born into sickness my cold world is uh, stalactites and spikes of icicles and a house of disease and handicapped blind cripples he watched half his family die the shit we've been through etc lost his brother his sister his cousin his nephew I watched a hearse come when my sister lost her first son the tragedies in life are the lessons that we learn from and he touches on all of this on the last track so i feel like i actually appreciate these bars a little more because he's sharing his pain and his personal experience and just the the idea and the terror of how unfortunate it is that disease and bad things can take away people's lives like that and yeah it's kind of fucked up especially in isolation times that we're all here now in our rooms so you may i don't know why i made that noise y'all may have seen how you know i've done a few more reviews lately well effectively the being at home i've been able to catch up on a lot and we're getting to this part Anyway, uh, the hook kicks back in. And then the second verse is really powerful. I'm not going to read all the quoting of it. Just trust that he does the delivery, does the rhyming. He just keeps it consistent. What I like is also the compassionate tone in his voice. But basically, this girl, Jenny, she gets hit up on Facebook uh, by the guy she likes. And they go, let's meet up or whatever. Then he gets a little handsy, gets a little forceful. Jenny starts to be like, no, I don't want to do this. He's like, fuck that. It's going down. He effectively rapes her. Jenny decides to hide these feelings doesn't decide to tell anybody what's going on because of the fear of embarrassment um she goes by a month later and she proceeds to effectively slit her wrists because she can't deal with facing her rapist or closing her eyes and having to relive the trauma and uh he gets away with it because frankly she never told and then she died and now nobody's ever gonna fucking know and he's basically the school jock prom king and while it is a series of generalizations here um they really it's it's just powerful to hear his, his stance on this to like hear him come through and tell this story of a fucked up thing that definitely happens even if it's just a reminder to all of us that this kind of thing happens but just to elaborate not just on his personal experience with disease to just show another thing that affected him that he's just wondering how to believe in god or how to believe in the positivity knowing that this type of shit happens and then the third verse explores this young boy named eric who effectively um and kind of he starts it off though now our parents are all pill popping unapologetic and the neighborhoods are infesting the heroin epidemic which is fair like for like 20 30 years all these moms and shit were doing all these fucking drugs to be cool doing their xanaxes and kind of just being high on their painkillers all the time but now it's like to the point where you know little eric effectively gets high and discovers heroin and gets fucked up on his painkillers they send him to rehab he comes back to school then he ends up getting a strong dirty batch and kind of overdoses and it's just like just the idea when he talks about his mom looking at his baby picture she's trying to like remember her son before the vacant looks in his face and all of that other shit i don't know it was really just drawn to me it just kind of ends with that kind of hook playing out and 
you know, it's not like the deepest shit in the world, but I still think it's really powerful. And to have a, a guy who's so vulgar, who's so, I don't know how to call him super vulgar, but somebody who's going to go out there and make a whole song about a fat snatch later on, to have this kind of track early on in the project, to kind of show you that even though he is that vulgar, rugged man, he's just ruggedly honest. And there's so much depth to him. There's so many different things that we get on this project. So to, this is a longer review because RA made it really hard to be like, yep, it's the same thing again. Yeah, he raps similarly on a lot of his tracks, but everything's versatile enough to be interesting. And just to keep it up, just to make sure to, oh, sorry, I give this track a 4.5. It's not the best version of this song I've heard. It's a really good version of this song. It's really impressive to hear from RA just dropping these things. It hit me in the feels, but this is one of the first and only ones I could see myself skipping because it's such a corny experience. It's just so well done. It's so poppy polished that and this might and i gave it a high mark because it deserves it but it's so what it is unlike the next track which is also so what it is but dope dragon fire this is awesome it starts off um basically quoting dialogue from that mystery of chess boxing movie where ghostface killer's name comes from and it's just like i'm a killer that's why killers don't die so easy and then whatever ah ghostface killer then who comes on the track ghostface killer this shit it shroom i don't know who you are but that production is stellar this shit got me right back into the vibe this shit got me feeling away i was bopping this is what i fucking want then ghostface killer does this amazing verse now what's um what's super creative is how almost every line says killer in some way but or references the kill rhyme scheme in some way but he does it in a way where it doesn't get boring to me i actually just kind of really love it so yo we got killer glocks loaded up with killer shots the killer cops playing the block with killer rocks so you know we got guns that are going to kill you with their shots and there's cops it's all standard shit but high voltage guns that let off kilowatts instead of oh clever he flipped it up big silo games that only killer knots Nothing but killers in here that'll straight kill your career. The bullshit's killing in my ear. Killer red carpet gear to kill a premiere. This is Ghostface Killer. No killer would dare killer fashion. Watch how I kill him with roll. I just really love it. That's basically the whole verse plus a Kill Bill line. It's super dope. It's really enjoyable. His energy is great. If you like Ghostface Killer, this is a great verse. That, that's just it. Then the chorus comes through and you get that woo, tag, woo, like straight from Mystery of Chess Boxing. And I'm like, oh that's that they just hit me in a good way so so like not long after the golden oldies and shit it's like yeah the world's fucked up but we got that wu-tang dragon fucking fire anyway master killer comes through it i think his verse is stellar as well once upon a time we was labeled the murder capital earwide velour feel a suit with the cable do or die killer be killed streets are murder ninja mass killers on by skitcher man lift and i like his verse because it's not so like I guess overkill on the killer like like ghostface was like flary attitude i feel like master killers comes through with a, a little bit more of a pensive point of view you know like kind of painting the context of where they come from so ghostface is like we are killers master killers verse here is a little bit like why we are killers and i think that's kind of cool sock on a toy the valley for the gear shift the adrenaline pump the pulse killer instinct trigger finger start to itch my bad eye twitch cut from the fabric of the raw lyric so it's just you know that old days 
coming through i don't know i don't know what else to say about his verse it's fucking dope it just comes through it hits hard um both of their they're so tight the way they rhyme it's just cool but i like how master killer's flow is just a little like off in a good way like in a way where it's not like like i feel like ghostface is like perfectly on point like in the in the pocket in like a more traditional way whereas master killer is a little bit off in a way that just flows right like it doesn't mean it's off flow it's just different i don't know i don't know how else to say it but i like the when he ends his verse with spin it back and catch the beat i squeeze mic heat hot i squeeze my heat so in a sense you know the mic is his gun he's blasting with his lyrical power and he's just dope he's just amazing then i like how you get the wu-tang wu-tang chorus but it cuts in all right the rugged man all right the rugged man and then you know dummy want to fight me try me ever every record label sucks dick which i guess is sampling some older all right i don't really know I'll figure that out later in the comments if somebody chooses to tell me. But then I kind of like how he starts off with a 90s movie reference. Eyes wide shut, masquerade, got Bob dancing amid the mosh pit at the Rothschild Mansion and Coleman, Orson Thorben, Jordan, John Foreman, a living baptism in the river of Jordan. That is a lot of references. So Eyes Wide Shut has like the sex party shit. So he's dancing up in that. But he's in a moth child at the Rothschild Mansion. Which would probably have a lot of sex orgies. So that's also fair. Bunch of names I don't know. He's a lot of like John the Baptist. But he's in the River of Jordan. Which kind of makes me feel like Jordan's the shoe. Rock Bell when I kick the gospel. God's fell abort. Rappers like Kermit Gosnell. Still don't know who any of these people are. That's totally okay. So this uh, Kermit Gosto is apparently an American visit, physician and abortion provider who was convicted of murdering three babies which were born alive during attempted abortions. Holy shit, that's bad. Um, okay, so he aborts rappers like this guy fucking brutally. Anyway, his verse flows on through. And it's again in that kind of bra uh, braggadocious, I'm the shit fucking coming on through. But I like the fact that he... he Whereas the other, the Wu-Tang guys have their slower, more Wu-Tang flows. R.A. is just kind of killing it with that more sped up, erratic, punchy thing. I like when he goes black as stoppos, white broncos, drop those when the Glock blows, turn your face to potholes, always had the hot flow since a booger snot nose. Mama couldn't afford it, she should have kept her twat closed. That's fucking harsh. So he's just kind of pointing out, you know, I believe Gestapo's is ghettos, white Broncos is cowboys, I think. I could be wrong. So kind of showing the duality of the racism of the times, perhaps. And then when the Glock goes off in that hostile environment, motherfuckers die. And he's always been dope with the rhymes, which he's been proving in his verse and his whole album a whole way through since he was a booger snot nose, as in a child. And then his mom had no money. She should have fucking not fucked and had him because that was ridiculous for the torture, you know? It's really amazing. I really, really like it. I like when he goes a bit later on. I'm a filthy, dirty, degenerate representative of Juice Crew. Terror to the era. Terrorists No, they won't protect you. The throne of the bone collector. Bullet to the dome. Welcome to the home of Phil Spector. I toss him a rag doll. The murder, the madness from Mag Dog Mattis Singh. To be honest, I don't fully know all of those references again. It's just the way he spits it. The way he hits that flow. Super enjoyable for me. Super great. Um, And it's just... You get the sense that he's from this classic older era, which I highly appreciate. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm not going so far with it. But I did want to touch on the, the bridge with Extreme. So apparently, he's just happened to be this unknown guy who happened to be at the studio at the same time as R.A., and the engineer or somebody was kind of like, yo, he's pretty dope. And then Extreme basically spits. R.A. was so impressed, brought him in, got him to do this, and then we got this beautiful little thing here. 
Then I like how you get the the Juice Crew All Stars kind of thing coming in for Cool G Rap, and then he brings Cool G Rap on. So not only is he like showing love for like the '90s, he's going and bringing it way the fuck back and bringing in one of the OG legends who are still with us today. And I think that's cool. And Cool G Rap's still pretty active. I mean, his last album, I believe, is 2017. So that's pretty active as far as a guy with the length of the career he's had. Um, and he's, he comes in hard. I understand at some point he had a stroke or something around that effect. And his flow is a little less good than it used to be. So I took that into consideration this time and kind of just said, this is like what it is. It's an old school rapper coming on through and dropping the energy, even though debatably the flow is not as good but understanding why it's like yeah he still kills it i love the way he fucks up the flow on that if it ain't cheese where your hands is he just says it like twice as fast as all the lines before it kind of adds some dynamicism to it you know we're gonna leave you christopher reeves and some pampers so paralyzed gotta take a shit in your britches and whatnot i like this verse i can't say the bars are are like famous to me but i like the energy that he brings to the table i like the way he rhymes i like the way he does his thing and uh we did do the cool g rap and dj polo's first album together so that is on our channel and i thought he i thought it was pretty incredible so i'm not trying to hate i'm just actually happy that in 2020 like cool g rap is here again shutting down all the haters who think that hip-hop doesn't exist in any kind of credible way anymore I digress. This sounds a five on five. The banging energy, the great bars, the just this old timey feel. It really is just fucking dragon fire. That's a good name for it. It's a bunch of legends just fucking spitting, spitting fire, and that's what it is. Anyway, all right, the rugged man's about to go ahead and do some more crazy shit on the next track. So let's talk about all systems go. So this is a fun, airy beat by Michael Minart. Minert. I don't know that name, but what I can tell you is everybody on R.A. the Rugged Man's Facebook when he posted the credits freaked the fuck out over that. So I think it's really cool. And it makes me want to know more of his work. But let's be real. This beat is airy. It's kind of groovy. It has this flowy feeling. And R.A. just sounds amazing bouncing on top of it. So I get the hype now because this is a, a really, really fun track. Um, All Systems Go is a good way to describe the entire fucking song. It's R.A. going in really fucking hard, fast, complicated, rhythmically, rhyming in compounded syllable ways like it's an all systems go experience like you're my brain to form putting proper thoughts right through right through with no shoes and soccer shorts show up on horses with tomahawks and they slap my dick up like i'm the boss ak acme the hot raw hot with it i'm a milk tea top of the iced tea cop could the king con gods that are not fit or not through the i'm a rack bacteria salmonella like he's like that kind of fucking track it's basically eminem's godzilla but like this shit over here is already the rugged man's is that Barry fucking coming through flossing that I can just wrap my fucking ass off quickly in a way that is really hard for you to keep up with can I keep up with it of course do I learn it in the same day I came out no I'm not able to just do that but I love the way it sounds and it's like that kind of song that makes me want to go memorize it so I can show the fuck off that I can do it but what really caught me wasn't any of the bars we just described. I was just kind of flowing, and it's all nice. I do like the Ice-T Cop Killer. That's a cool reference. King Kong Godzilla. That's cool. He's a monster. He's fucking through it. Because the last song was Dragon Fire, so he's a monster. That's just kind of what I took. But then he said, I'm Jack the Ripper lurking in the dungeon, 1888, midnight in London. And I just thought that was cool, right? Just to show the historical accuracy of going to this, like, Victorian-era serial killer and then citing a correct year for it. That's, that's really intelligent. 
apology. You know, they flabbergasted about a rap ambassador with a rap to match it and the track to back it won't let me in a place when I got a dress code on the great dictator chat playing uh, with the globe. When I'm on the cunt, fucking other chick sex mode. When I come, gunpowder on my dick explode. It's just kind of vulgar. It's just kind of out there. It's just dope. Um, I don't know if there are other bars in the first verse I think are like absolutely fucking next level. But the way he delivers this whole verse is pretty fucking enjoyable. It's super fast. It's super quick paced. I was wrong. There is one more. I like when it goes, like Mr. Snowden, let the whistle uh, blow. Uh, Joe Piscopo with the vicious all systems flow. So it's kind of like, he kind of like, you know, he's kind of spitting truths and shit but also letting it go like let the whistle blow like kind of like firing it off and uh being quick and and, and truthful and honest you know he, but hard i just feel like he's he's going in with it and i thought it was just clever like the fact that he dropped an edward snowden bar that's cool we need more of those and then he got the chorus which is fine i mean all night long all night long etc it's whatever it's fine it doesn't do a lot for me um I like the second verse though because he basically flows in and, and keeps doing what he did. I tried my hardest at a certain part to quote some of the end of this verse. So like I wrote out some of the shit on Genius. I hope we were right when we get there. But it just comes in in the the beginning. Yo, mothership party like ninety nine and Prince signed at a time. Better rise and shine. Put a blind mind in a box. Made a pine combined time and iron Mike in his prime. So he's from the old days. He's fucking hard. It's gonna be the rest of that for the most of it. But I did like when he goes. Uh, woo, uh, spinning your bitch on my dick chicken rotisserie. That's fucking hilarious. I don't know why, but I just like the idea of chicken and sex at the same time. To me, they're a great combination, but it's creative. But Wulu Dictator, Haitian Papa Doc, Underground Jew Rap, not Rihanna Slop, You Madonna Pop, not Beyond Hip Hop, I'm Pumpkinhead, I'm Scarlet Rock. And so I like that he's not interested in being pop. He's not interested in being flashy. He's this underground, grimy, motherfucking kind of street guy going all the way back to like Scarlet Rock, who I believe was the Boogie Down Productions dude. Um, but a get a grip. This is better picked than the evil rhetoric. Can I get a hit? Hit him with a percolate, uh, dirty dead like Linda Blair heretic. I can flip it fast and slow it down a bit. That other rapper flow is counterfeit power trip. I'm going to show you motherfuckers how to spit. So effectively, he can go rap fast, slow. He can do all sorts of tricky shit. A lot of this newer rhythmic playing to expectations rap flow is counterfeit because frankly, it's not creative and everybody can just do it. I want to call it counterfeit, but I get what he's coming from. A lot of these dudes isn't creative. Like... An A flow is pretty fucking basic. Like, I could be over. So, watch me fuck it up. I could head over to the store. Hey, I can go over there, do it. Hey, like, I mean, that was terrible because I'm fucking trying and I'm on the spot. But, like, these flows that a lot of people do are not very interesting versus, you know, the complexity of this shit while also lyrically being interesting. So, that's cool. He's going to teach us to rap and he's pulling it off. And then I think he's like. Uh, spit it in the television, never given better living, hella given, never listen, segregation, end division, demolition of religion, poison in the medicine, you sip him, get it where you fit in, cronies and terrorism, mission descended from a political nepotism or alien premonition as you get in the vision, call me Mr. Poe, all systems go. So he's poetically describing how people are using effectively dumbed down brainwashing tactics to fucking destroy people, whether it's kind of like, just look at that, center from political nepotism or alien premonition. So it's like a system that is controlled via these foreign entities that are cooking each other up and it's all kind of corrupt all this pop shit's kind of poison all this pop shit is corrupting stuff so all these people trying to be that aren't necessarily dope aren't necessarily good they're not killing it it's just kind of like he's killing it he's showing you how to rap these guys are just the fucking poison of the system 
I don't know if y'all get me. That's okay. Uh, I gave this track a 4.75. I don't necessarily like the chorus quite quite as much, but I do like the um, I do like the way it sounds. I like I, I love the beat and there's a little bit of an outro. Richard Andrew, uh, which I took to be a I've, the only thing I could find that made sense was this child molesting guy. So whatever, Richard Andrew, what you're gonna do when you get her to jail? I'm gonna have some hot fun time club, rocking a hot tub with a hot slut, so my cock pop up and my Glock get tucked, champagne popped up, and I love potluck like I never got locked up. So I guess he's kind of answering on behalf of them, and he just says a bunch of kind of dope but obscene shit about getting laid and, sh- and whatnot. It's fine. Um, I like how he kind of ends it with burn book, sensor flick, censorship, start the engine, let it rip. So I guess he's trying to also be a little bit of offensiveness just for the sake of fighting censorship because I suppose that from his era was a really worthy fight that I guess a lot of young people don't think about today. It's just the actual battle to be able to say fuck. The fact that I can say fuck on this podcast is because dudes were offensive once upon a time pushing that boundary. Maybe it's not the same world anymore and that's fair but i like the fact that he can create this kind of context and just give us this time capsule of mixing old and new plus it really is an all systems go track this is pretty great 4.75 like i said let's move on to our first skit of the album cancelled skit all right um so this is performed by angel davenport and psalm one it's these two ladies and they're just kind of making fun of ra here like fuck ra you know what ra stand for ratchet asshole rude ass blah 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 uh y'all be like ra he's a legend he did uncomment fuck that who's cared he's cancelled fuck him cancel him so i suppose this is just the attitude of twitter and other such places when people don't like something when people want to disregard the past and the history because they feel a certain way they think you're rude or whatever so they go to the way to cancel you and i think it's interesting to put this skit on because honestly ra is the kind of guy that would get canceled says a bunch of offensive shit he has the the big snatch that whole song in and of itself could elicit this entire skit so like Understanding that, it has a level of self-awareness to it. I love the fact that he's just okay letting people... Like, it's almost like he's just okay with letting it be on his album. It's like, oh, you can't... I'm saying it for you. I'm doing it ahead of you. I think that's funny. I think it's enjoyable. I think the point of this is it's hilarious. I think it's making fun of my millennial and younger peers who really believe our cancel culture bullshit does anything when actually... For the so what cancel culture tends to do is ruin the lives of poor people but make rich people that you actually want to cancel way richer with very limited exceptions um i guess a five on five i don't like a lot of skits to this much but this is 23 seconds of hilarious awesomeness and well what can i say i enjoyed it all right why don't we move on then to angelic boy Yo, this track hit me, man. This is a really, really good song. Um, so coming from the cancelled situation, I guess, where, you know, following that up, we're looking at, I guess, another group of people in the more shocking social justice sphere in the awful world of the Internet. So I think it's like a comment on Internet culture followed by a secondary comment on Internet culture. And I'll get to what I mean by the end of this track. So right away, it starts off with this intro. Like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to kill them. So we get the idea of some bad shit's going to happen. Somebody's manic. And then he introduces us to the character of Johnny. He's 15. They say he's a sociopath because he kills squirrels and birds for a hobby. He builds backyard bombs. I can teach you aluminum foil and hydrochloric acid from the toilet bowl cleaner. 
And so he's kind of this creepy kid that does hurts animals. And, you know, I must say he's describing an incel. He's describing incel, that kind of guy, the nice guys who fucking disrespect women up in the DMs and shit. That motherfucker. Basically, girls don't date me. Teachers hate me. I'm a pimple-faced loser. Been picked on since grade three. Caught enough names, making chump chains. My blood rains. I want punch brains. I want to cut veins and blow up uh, planes. So, you know... He's really painting the picture well. Like, if you go look at the miserable, self-loathing types, you know, these are people who feel that there's almost like a conspiracy of hatred against them. Whether it's the girls who conspire to not go with him because of X, Y, Z, where they'll physically find every flaw and point it out, come up with every excuse and reason for it. There was one time recently where somebody had commented on how, like, they could not figure out how to date girls. Like, what, what it would take to, to kind of attract women. To which... My recommendation for most dudes who are struggling in this department is, is pretty simple. Find a hobby and just go do that hobby. Because what you do when you have a hobby is you go from being a guy that does basic shit. You know, like, look, Call of Duty and video games and Netflix aren't hobbies. They're not special. Who didn't watch Tiger King? You know, like, these aren't cool. These aren't extra um, but say you go out there and you, you do a hobby, like you talk about albums on the internet for like hours, uh, for years, you, you keep it running or you paint or fuck it, get into birds or some shit, just some shit that you can say I'm passionate about and you won't be the guy in this track. That's why hobbies are cool and smart. It, it adds depth to your life and also puts you in environments where you can meet people who at least have something in common with you. Anyway called it out he gets bullied everything's there sister's a whore his family's fucked up his dad's a cop where 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 and then he moves on fuck all the slutty loose hoes and cyber bullies and rube trolls and rich kids in school making fun of my school clothes crying inside dying inside and my mind is torture i've been diagnosed with more than just an anxiety disorder now i'm making fun of this kid because it sounds like he's making a bunch of excuses for his life there are people who are suffering and going through some shit and actually feel this way and it's really terrible so i don't want to make fun of those people i want to make fun of this kid and for the people who follow up in the way that people like this do the people who believe that their hard lives count for an excuse yo we've all been through some shit if i learned anything through listening to a lot of hip-hop most of the people who are complaining like johnny here ain't got a fucking point to complain about Anyway, his pain's tragic, he wants to be dead, etc. It's all bad. But I like how he ends it. The kids in school, they call me a gay faggot. Mental, I'm deadly, I'm ready. I'm gonna make them remember my name and they won't ever forget me. He's Johnny, he's 15, he wants to be somebody. My name's Johnny and they'll remember me. It's a little foreshadowing. I'm gonna figure out what's up in the next verse, but... It really does tap into the immortal status of people with low self-esteem. Like, I'll be honest, why do you f I had low self-esteem when I was young. I don't have low self-esteem anymore, but when I was young, it was terrible. I wanted anybody to like me for anybody kind of reason. It does take a certain kind of personality to, I guess, pursue YouTube in your 30s. But yeah, I can kind of relate to that desperation. And I'm not at all trying to justify it. But one of the things that I remember being young was being inspired by the ideas of the Columbine where... That was infamy. 
So I like the fact that Arya the Rugged Man's going here and in that direction, you know? Um, so the idea that the media creates this like lust for infamy and teaches young troubled youth that this is a way that'll be remembered is just a fascinating point of view. Anyway, my mother loves me. She's the only one that didn't judge me. I pledge allegiance to my dick. I hate this fucking country. So he's petulant. He's angry. I'm going to cut ahead a bit. So he basically has a gun and he heads out uh, to a gun-free zone somewhere safe. So he goes to an ice cream parlor and he effectively just starts shooting up some shit. He's got his gun. He's basically, yeah, kills a six-year-old, hits a pregnant woman. Um, and he just kind of describes like the elation that comes from this, you know. I feel like I'm high on acid as the gunpowder explodes in slow-mo. The gun flashes and blacking out. I see children falling and blood splashes. Blood on my eyeglasses. Die bastards going cocking. I'm stepping in my own vomit. I can't believe I'm doing this. It's too late. I'm all in. I can't stop it. And that's just kind of like, it's powerful to me, you know, just how he's describing like what this could be. And, and the thing is, this isn't that hyperbolic. This type of shit really just does happen. So as much as maybe we don't have the story of a 15 year old shooting up an ice cream parlor, to my knowledge, it's just a couple of details away from some other story, you know. It ends up being like he's firing even more until inevitably the cops come and then he gets a hole in his chest and it bloods out and he fucking, you know, he dies. He hears the voices that tortured souls moaning about like this, you know, I'm Johnny, I'm 15, I'll make him remember my name. And at this point, like, already, it's it's a great song and he could have made the point that this is fucked up, but he keeps going. Um, and the third verse, we leave the perspective of Johnny and we enter the perspective of the rugged man himself. Um, the message cause some bodily harming and become a master of murder and arson and you could be the media's personal darling. They call blacks, thugs, and Muslims terrorists, but I'm white, so they say I could have been cured by medication and therapists. They blame Facebook, blame video games, they blame the pain, they blame the gun owners, and they blame the bullies. It's a blame game. Which is fascinatingly true, right? Because if it's a white kid that does this shit, you know, it's never anything other than all the environment around them. But like black kids are thugs and they'll pull up fucking crime records from whatever. And if you're Muslim or something, you're a terrorist or you're a bad hombre if you're fucking from Mexico. But white guys, shit, you're just fucked up if some bad shit happens, mental illness and shit. I mean, it is definitely racist the way the media reports on this shit. It is definitely fucked up. It's something that I think has been, it's bothered me for a long time. So I like the fact that RH is bluntly putting that. They blame the gun owners. They blame the bullies. It's a blame game. And you know, when he puts it like that, it's true. It's always somebody else's fault. It's the politics. It's the parents. But it's never the guy who did it. They never just blame the kid and say, he's a fucking asshole. I guess that's the point of it. You know, I'm the one that did it. The conspiracy theorist and every Alex Jones fan is claiming I was part of a CIA mind control program. I got what I wanted. Attention, fame. I'm on TV. Nobody cares about the names of the victims or their family. I'm the superstar, the ratings booster. I'm media friendly and all the glorification is helping to create the next me. And I actually kind of have a song where I touch on that issue on one of my YouTube channels. So like I can tell you for years I have felt the way he's putting here that the way the media spins it and just the idea that like alex jones and all these people will will jump on it and make up stories sandy hooks a hoax all this other bullshit and then you look at it and you're like man this is just creating infamy and people don't realize that infamy is just as good to a troubled mind as proper fame 
a mature mind will probably want the more positive forces of reinforcement. But somebody that's fucked up just wants to go down and, and to be heard. And then to, to become this superstar, to see them all over it, to see these people go through the courtrooms, to see thousands of articles written about them. The truth is, all of that helps breed the next killer. And that's the unfortunate power of this modern media cycle that we're in and how it gets treated and how everyone's done. So just, just the way that, that he did it, just the way that he pulled off this track i thought was was incredible to me um and yeah so i would like to keep going but i want to keep going in order and like i said the lyrics for the next couple of tracks aren't uh yet up on the the album if they're not up by tomorrow i guess i'll have no choice but to go through it i didn't have time to transcribe anything so i don't want to give you an inferior instant dip in quality just because it's not there yet if you are catching this um yo tag the lyrics try become a lyric transcriber on genius they're good people but I know that the second half might be a little bit longer than the first half, so I guess you can expect that. There's still like a big chunk of the album left for us to talk about, and uh, I look forward to getting to it because there's so many good songs left. There is a couple less. I'm not going to be completely saying the rest of the album is as amazing, but it is a great project. A couple of songs that I'm not feeling quite as much, but everything on this album, in my opinion, is of a substantial, pretty nice level quality, as we'll wrap up at the end of part two get there so again i appreciate you watching this i appreciate you being here with me um let me know what you think in the comments uh i look forward to reading those i'll make sure to answer you subscribe to this channel for part two and more reviews like the video if you did and special thanks to the patrons ismail kadamsi chris prado jonathan parnes dj black hurricane linda williamson scribble they're dope they support what we do help us get to the next level and if they also get to tell us what albums they want to see us review so if you want to be cool like them and request album reviews from us you can join the patreon crew and help us achieve greater than what we have today on that note i make music myself i've submitted my newest single to through distro kid to all of the platforms you listen to music on for may 15th i think that's the day or 13th i don't remember i think i'm putting it out may 13th actually so check for that my name is holden stefan roy my latest album the alternative grind is on all platforms check it out let me know what you think i could totally use some follows and views and yeah i'm pretty exhausted i've listened to aria the rugged man for over six hours today i'm asleep on it i'm gonna check out the album again one more time tomorrow and i'm gonna give you all part two so live long and prosper everybody